there's almost like there's this weird like nihilism at the core of like the Edmonton Oilers media kind of like coverage, you know, mm, there's like, there's like this weird nihilism about how like, maybe it's like not, not nihilism. It's more like just like deep despair, like people like drowning in a deep pit of like sports despair because our team has only made the playoffs once in 13 years. But like, well, yeah, also we have the best player in the world on our team. It's like a really fucked up and weird. Like, yeah, like little constellation of factors, you know? Absolutely. There's, there's nothing else like it. And I'm sure like, it's been a heartbreaking team to, I can't imagine what it's like. Like we have the greatest of all time, like pretty much the hockey Christ, you know, that's what Wayne was. And then he went away and then we were just Edmonton that somehow still had a hockey team for some reason. And it was their job to cover that hockey team. Yeah, so but like I now just, we've got like the second Messiah. Yeah, we've got, I know. Like, we've got JC too. I know. And he that like makes looks it... even more like JC actually, because Wayne. I know. Wayne didn't really look like Jesus. I mean, like uh, if anything, yes, he was like he a did. '60s Jesus from like a Jesus Christ Superstar esque type. No, but they, they'd Wayne... have to put a fake beard on him though. Can Wayne, Wayne look... blow a beard? Wayne looked exactly like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like, just think back. Think uh, back to like those pictures of Wayne in his youth. Okay, like, just... yeah, sure. But like during his carpentry days, he's like Carpenter Jesus, you know. Mm, I don't know. I he's think like, he looked like Jesus. He's doing a lot of lathing. I don't know. I think no. he looked like exactly like Jesus. Well, anyways, like I think Connie looks even more like Jesus for sure. Although, like, obviously Jesus was probably like darker skin than both of them by like a factor of like a million. I mean, like living in the fucking desert for like a million years. Yeah, of course. But I mean um yeah he was like I mean, probably like he probably would look like closer to a black guy to us now than like an arab or like a palestinian or like a a zoptic jew jewish person like what are the different ethnicities in that area right now vis-a-vis the ethnicities at the time of the biblical christ anyways let's not let's not get too far afield here first off like mark Spector, like you got to deal with your negativity issues i'm just going to put a pin in that yeah he's negative and dry like, did you oh, notice how Drysaddle had, like, this, like, really, like, glaring giveaway? And then I remember, like, I tweeted. I was just, like, dry, like, come on. Let's go. Let's go, man. You got it. And then he totally, he, he heard me because he, like, turned it on for the three points. Like, Did you hear how many minutes he played last night? 27? 27 minutes. I really, like, I totally guessed that. Or no, I must have heard it. I must have heard it. And it must have been lodged in my subconscious. Yeah, but that's, like, such a long time. Like, he was dominant. He was he was the most dominant player in that game by a mile. 
So he, yeah. and he was the most dominant player in that game for half of that entire game. Like for half of that game, it was, was being dominated by Leon Drysaddle. Like that's incredible. Drysaddle, yeah, I, I, I want to put it past like it's not outside the realm of possibility that Drysaddle could win the Art Ross. And like the Hart Trophy, like he could do it, you know. And he's that kind of player. Dude, like that's think... being you're being very positive after one game now too. But I, I still think I, I think you're totally right. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, Dry settles in what that, was he that, like that, that 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 cohort of players that are probably was, up for those big awards year in year he out was, from here on out. Yeah, he was fourth last year in scoring, fourth in points. Uh, yeah, only player to have fifty goals and hundred points. Yeah, what was he like second in goals after Ovechkin? Like, I think we don't know what we have in Leon Dreisaitl. I think we're going to look back. I don't think we do. I think we're going to find out through Tippett. I think Tippett's going to show us by doing shit like playing him 27 minutes a game. Yeah, like, like Tippett threw him. And it wasn't like, I don't know, it wasn't like Dave Tippett was really going to the blender. He was just using a guy like Leon Dreisaitl, like... Why wouldn't you play no, it's like that the, guy 27 yeah, minutes? Totally. It's like it's like, the opposite of the blender. It's the opposite of the blender. Instead of taking the, the dish and like blending it up, he's like he's like just taking one huge beautiful piece of prime <laughs> meat, you know, <laughs> like rubbing like herbs and oil on it and then putting it in the oven and letting it roast and like just like get all of its natural juices flowing. I mean, I will temporarily suspend my aspiring Gaten Haas fandom. Oh, he played so that two we can minutes. Play, so we can play dry sidle. Well, I feel like I feel like Gaten Haas might just actually be the kind of guy who's really smart and learns really well, but also like requires oh. like being requires being like his, his like the 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 comfort level and the challenge level has to be like very steadily increased with him. I feel like so like maybe like next game he gets like six minutes, right? And then the you game remember after that he gets six and a half. Like it's he seems very he's like a Swiss watch that way. I feel like he's very precise, but you just need to be able to like tinker with all the little knobs and know the little ins and outs and understand the engineering beauty of do you remember like who we sent down do you remember who we sent down so gaytown haas could play two minutes uh sam gagne i guess yeah that's right well no sam gagne wasn't playing center though no it's like sam gagne got got sent down because of nygaard because of people like archibald (laughs) like like because archibald archibald seems pretty like kind of really okay oh, both both okay and really shitty at the same time a little yeah, bit he was he was a defensive liability last he's week. fast as fuck though he's definitely a fast fucker so. yeah but who who gives a shit it's not speed skating like if you're a defensive liability <laughs> you're a defensive liability what if it like, was just speed skating what if there was a way to like integrate speed skating into the hockey game experience somehow well the oilers are definitely like their obsession with speed is like you know, yeah. it's a little we might, much. We might see Gagne pretty quick. I mean, um, really curious to see what happens with the defensive lineup. I, I mean, I, I still think, because like Sheehan is only a few days away too, right? So, Maybe. I mean, you never know. With the head injury, gotta, you never know. We, we got a fucking steady, we got a steady Eddie at the helm though. Like it's like this time, like if this happened and our GM was like, uh, let's say McTavish or Shirelli or Tambellini, and there was like an injury <laughs> to Adam Larson in the first game. Like yeah. they would immediately be <laughs> shitting the bed, like literally pooing in their own bed, like as they slept, and then waking up and being like, "I just got to trade for like Brandon Manning. <laughs> give me Brandon Manning. Give me uh, what was that one guy we had? Nikita Nikitin. Remember him? Yeah, right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. 
Yeah, it's like, but like instead we have Holland who's just like, okay, like he's just right now he's just like sucking his lips in the way he does when he's thinking really hard. <laughs> he's just sucking those lips in, <laughs> like in his eyes. He's just like thinking to himself, it's fine, it's cool. I don't know why all these fucking country bumpkins here in Alberta are like freaking the fuck out and like calling the season over because of like one thing that happened. It's like, he's like, like there's got to be at least two to three dozen times so far in his in his time as GM where Ken Holland has just like thought to himself I can't believe how stupid this person I'm talking to is right. or like I can't believe how silly they're being like I can't believe how ridiculous or like ridiculously negative or like like the negativity I'm sure I'm sure kind of like takes him aback like I, I, if I was to interview him I would ever ask him I would definitely ask him if he was like shocked by like just the level of sheer negativity in this market hmm because it's like the negativity is like almost like filled in for like creativity and like it's like you're if, you're if you're in the fucking media man like you're not you're not on the team okay yeah you're covering the team but you're team adjacent so even if you're not on the team and cheering for the team you're team adjacent and you kind of should be you probably are cheering for the team let's be honest oh, so yeah. like at least like let's let's fucking let's be some spin doctors you know like let's let's like help things out let's like be let's right. like be positive and like let a positive energy like imbue right. everything we do with the team because it's like in, i'm sure it's the same thing in like detroit like there's probably negativity in detroit but i bet you I, I have a feeling when detroit reporters are asking questions it's like within the framework of like them not wanting to just find the, the first excuse to shit on the team and be like yeah. so what the what's with your fucking glove hand you shitty goalie like are you gonna are you gonna be a, not a shitty goalie <laughs> it's like uh yeah are, are you a goalie sir like what the fuck like how dare you it's like we literally like impinge, and we being the media, we literally like impinge on the like dignity of like the team <laughs> by being so fucking negative. Like, we won the first game. I got a good feeling going into the second game. Yeah. I don't really know. What is like a bear? I didn't really notice bear to be honest. Oh, people, he was a lot of people great. were like raving. Yeah, everyone was raving about him. Well, what what do they say? What's the best thing you can <clears throat> say about like a a like new defenseman is that you don't notice them, right? Right. He wasn't a defensive liability at all. He made some great passes. He moved the puck well, which, like, for a young def- yeah. for a young defenseman, I don't even expect you to do that. Like, as long as you don't fuck up, as long as you're not getting, like, constantly blasted out on the ice, that's great. If you're able to do anything beyond that as a young defenseman, oh, man, like, I'm laughing, right? He was great last night. He was, he's been more than we thought he was going to be this entire season so far. You know what I mean? Like nobody was really thinking Ethan Bear. No, it's in, true. But like now, and, now he's here. Yeah. Yeah, like we're in a <laughs> we're in a good situation to have that guy with this injury to Larson. Like that makes things Absolutely. a little more palatable than it could be. I'm I'm hoping that Pearson is back in time so that we. I mean, maybe maybe Bouchard gets a game, but I would actually rather rather us go to Pearson instead of Bouchard. I thought Pearson was like overall more solid in the preseason than Bouchard, even though Bouchard is like obviously much more offensively gifted. Yeah. It was like Pearson had like the speed and he seemed to just generally have the smarts where like just, you could just tell the play was just going the right way with him most of the time. Yeah. At you least could, that was the, like my impression. The thing about Bouchard is he's got, he's got like a skill set that not a lot of defensemen have. And you never know what the thing is going to be to um, unlock that the way of thinking that like, okay, I'm going to have, I have to do this now because there's a guy that's been injured. So I kind of, I'm filling in for that guy. Like maybe that's the thing that unlocks the um, more 
defensive defenseman side of his brain as opposed to, you know, right. like thinking more offense from the back end, which is sort of how I see him as thinking. So maybe he'll step up. Like maybe this could be the thing that makes um, Evan Bouchard blossom or whatever. I mean, yeah, <clears throat> for sure. I mean, I still think he's probably, I still think he's better and probably like a little further away, like at least a half, another half season. Sure. But it could be, it could be that he steps up. Like he, he's high. He's just like, what's the deal with him? He's basically like the, probably the most elite pure puck mover prospect we have on the back end right now. Yeah, but he's, for sure. He's a little less defensively steady than yeah. like a, an Ethan bear at this point. Yeah. Or even like yeah. a Lagaston or even like a, a Pearson. But, yeah. but like he's, he's still, yeah. So it's like, he's an interesting player. Like, I mean, I think, do we need him on the power play? I feel like our power play. Our power play was ninth last year without him. You know what I mean? Like our yeah. power plays. Pretty power good. Been, okay. So, I mean, what, what if he even takes it to overdrive? Do you think, I mean, we kind of, we're overloaded with like, I mean, mind you, I have heard some people joke that like other teams do actually play their second unit power play instead of us, who we just like literally play our first unit for like the whole fucking minute and a half or whatever. Yeah, so what? So what? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? I think the whole idea of having a second unit power play, I I wouldn't, if I was a coach, that's something I would like never think about is my second unit power play. I'd be like, let's load up the first unit power play. They're leave them on the ice that hard, so yeah, yeah leave can, them yeah. on the ice for as long as they can, and we'll kind. Of, I'm going to think as though they're going to score in like a minute and a half. Like that's how I'm going to run this team. I'm not going to think about like the Oilers and their second unit power play. Like, please, <laughs> you know, what, you're I'm, actually that's a really good point. You got me, you got me on that one. I think. Why would you ever? Why would you waste time on that? <clears throat> so I mean, who is who? So we we got um, Chieson. Uh, who I'm actually like liking more and more, like Shiesan. Yeah. I heard like his name. He, I heard his name a lot last. Totally, time. me too. And like, like if he's on our third line and then plays in the power play, that's pretty good. Like he's he's definitely like you know we need we need a, a few more veterans, you know. And he's definitely, yeah. I mean, he seems he wily. Was, he, he was doing. Th- I like it. I like it. He was doing stuff out there. Like I heard his name a bunch of times. He was like, you know what I mean? He was yeah. doing stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's what you want out of. And it's like maybe what you were saying about the way Tippett like runs his his uh, bottom six, like they're just yeah. a huge pain in the ass to play yeah. against. There was kind of a bit of that last night. I like, thought so too. Yeah, I thought I thought the team play. It seemed like the puck support was like on a different level than I've than I've seen in years past. Didn't didn't it feel like the like passing and like the the general like puck distribution amongst all the skaters was like pretty fucking strong i mean plus with uh with smith smith was moving the puck really well too oh my gosh crazy (laughs) i've never really seen like i've never really seen anything like that like i don't think we've ever had a goalie that played the puck so much and kind of um with such like dynamism as mike smith like he was constantly dynamism is a good word for it yeah affecting the play with his puck movement for better or for worse and I'm sure we're going to get lit up from time to time oh, with yeah. him doing that. But to have a guy that does that sort of like all the time, man. It's different. It's a way different feel. It's, well, it's uh, like we, haven't had, a, we haven't had a puck mover back there for like, uh, I don't really remember. 
it's like having a third defenseman. It's like having a guy who just is yeah. just constantly in your own end retrieving pucks. It's pretty fucking good dynamism, man. It must be because he's like done enough of the peyote and probably like the psilocybin mushroom. So he's like he's like peered through the like illusions of matter and time and energy. Yeah. And he like sees that there's like a dynamism and like an intelligence deep within the, the core of all matter and all living and non-living things. So like when he's like reaching for the puck or when he like sees the puck coming into the zone, he skates out to like fucking yeah. pass the circle to like play it. Pass the yeah. circle, man. He's oh. past the circle. <laughs> it's the real deal. It's like it's like having Dr. Manhattan as your goalie or something. It's like way it's way different. Um I mean I'm I'm still again again I'm I'll I'll temporarily suspend my like super Miko fandom. My like love, my pure love for Miko Koskinen, who I kind of this this is what I want right now. I want I want Mike Smith to become our Tim Thomas, except like obviously the left wing Tim Thomas, Tim right. Thomas notoriously right wing, like mm. Dave Staples. Um, yeah. Whereas I think I think hopefully Mike Smith is like a uber like a Bolshevik, right? And then and then um, Koskinen can become our Rask, therefore, you know? Yeah, that'd be amazing. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what that'd I'm hoping for. That'd be amazing. For. That's yeah, a Smith good comparison. Smith played fucking great. Yeah. Do you start Smith again next game? I, uh, well, because it's against, I do. against the Flames. No, it's against the Kings. Oh, right, it's against Saturday. the Kings. Sorry, that's right, yeah. I always against, think every Saturday game is against the Flames. Against uh, Coach Toad. Toad yeah, McClellan. Back. I think, uh, man, Coach Todd McClellan, like, it's going to be so good I like, to see I mean, him it's, again. It's interesting because, like, I, I, of, of, like, of all the various, like, the millions of coaches that have been cast off of this ridiculous franchise, I would say, like, he's he's probably, like, my next – he's probably my third favorite. So it goes Kruger, Todd Nelson, then Todd McClellan for sure. Well, he was a Chia firing. Like, I totally – he should still be the coach of the team. It's great. Uh, no, no. I mean, no, I said it, I said it when oh, he got no. fired. I don't know if you remember this, but I said, I said it when I got fired to, like – or when he got fired, that like even like I felt like I had tuned him out. <laughs> so like, it's like I figured I figured the team had tuned him out to a certain extent, but it was also like obviously a roster problem. Like, weren't we was, like it was a Peter Shirelli problem? Like it was all a Peter Shirelli problem, right? We were like five and eight when he got fired, or something Bad, like better. that. I can't remember. I don't know. Did you hear uh, that? Like all those people got into a settlement with uh, like MGM Resorts, like the Mandalay Bay, like that that crazy shooting. Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. Seven hundred, seven hundred thirty-five million dollar settlement. Wow. Yeah. Ridiculous, man. I'm never going to the states. Never. Uh, I'm sure I will. Not even Disneyland. Never been to Disneyland. I mean, uh, uh, maybe we should go to Disneyland on like acid. If you want to do that. Um. No. Like, probably would be really, really shitty. I would go to Disneyland. Maybe though, high. Maybe high is better. Just, oh yeah. Just smoke a bunch of. Yeah. Shrooms. I'd do shrooms and go to Disneyland. Shrooms. Yeah. Shrooms could work. It'd be I've so never much done fun. acid. I probably like. I have no. Ba- I don't know why. I would <laughs> no, neither more. have I. It's the kind of the acid. It's got the. It's got the scary name. Yeah. And also, scary. there's like. I remember when I was a kid. I like went and saw a play, where like one of the characters was in a mental institution because he had done too much acid, and I like it always like stayed with me. It wasn't even like a PSA type thing. It was just some random play that I was at. <laughs> Um, I was just like, hmm. Like, remember that song or that that song uh, they used in that commercial where like the guy's going to visit his childhood friend in the hospital? Oh my gosh! He ain't heavy. <laughs> the, he's my brother. He ain't heavy. He's my brother. Is long. I always yeah. thought that I always thought that guy who was in the facility looked a bit like Wayne Gretzky. 
I think you think everyone looks either looks like Wayne Gretzky or or Wayne Gretzky looks like them. I guess it's the same thing, really. Well, probably. I mean, that's only Nashville, right? Like, I'm a I'm a child of the Gretzky generation. Yeah, he had a profound impact on the way I look at the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how much time you got here? So I'm hold. On, I'm looking at my watch. Uh, I got a little bit more. Are you just at home? Are you just chillaxing? Are you maxing, relaxing? Yeah, I'm just at home. I sound now. different from when I'm standing up. More assertive. Uh, you ever heard of? Go... Uh, you ever heard of how different postures can like actually like affect your testosterone level? Oh no, I never heard of that. Yeah, so like if you stand up and like put your put your fists on your hips like you're Superman or whatever, mm-hmm. that literally will like in a few minutes increase your testosterone by like ten percent. What if you're like uh, in a little ball on the floor? That's uh, that increases it by thirty five percent, but it also increases um, anxiety and depression levels to like through the roof. Okay. I don't know. I haven't I haven't really rolled up in a ball in a while. It might be a nice treat. Maybe I like to do that on my birthday, help myself <laughs> out. You know, like a little. So I'll be like, it's my day today. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the spa. I'm gonna eat some chocolate. And spend the afternoon just like wrapped in a little ball. Maybe like <laughs> listening to like some Philip Glass or something at like a very low volume. <laughs> That sounds like a good birthday. Something, something cold. Oh. Man, oh man, yeah. Well, at least hockey's back, though, man. Hockey's fucking back, and we're cheering for the Edmonton Oilers, which is like the most beautiful and like insane thing. Uh, couldn't get any better. Couldn't get any better. Can't believe we won that. I was. I'm so glad. Like when we won the first game, I was just like, oh, I'm not gonna be like mildly, mildly depressed for the next few days. Wow. And in fact, I'm actually gonna be happy. What did you think about uh, Cassian last night? I thought he looked great. I think Cassian, Cassian, uh, <sighs> Cassian fucking rules, man. Like Cassian, like sometimes you doubt him. You know, sometimes there's going to be a little bit of doubt where you're like, oh, is he, is he going back to be the old Cassian? But like he's <laughs> <laughs> the Cassian of old, because it took him a long time to get to this point, right? Like I know. To, it's like it's been a it's been a long and winding road, but like he kind of like. Like if he was one of the characters in Lord of the Rings, like one of the Fellowship, I like don't even really remember their names. It's yeah. like he would be the either the human ranger or like the elf who like was like a like a misbegotten like prodigal son who like went off and like drank and like hoard around with like orcs or whatever. I don't know. He's kind of like the character in that. Uh, he's kind of like the character in that PSA. With, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. But he's fast as fuck now and uh, plays with like a passion. He's like by far the best four checker we've had in years. Like we haven't had a good four. We haven't had that many good four checkers for a few years. That was one thing Benoit Pouliot was like really, really good at when he still played for us. Although oh like God. obviously pretty, pretty much maligned and derided besides that. Yeah, that guy like, who, like I know I did. I know I did. But um, like who, who, who's, who's comparable as a four checker to like Cassian? Like you have to look back at Oh my gosh! Day. Yeah, nobody. And that goal he got last night, like to score a goal like that, to just like come in off that leg, like to receive a pass like in that area and just like like rip into it like that. Like that's a beautiful decision that he made to take that shot to just like rip it, like waste one. Mm. Man, that was such a nice goal. Beautiful decision. Yeah, it's a beautiful decision to just embrace the Cassian fandom now too, because he's an easy guy to cheer for. Like. And actually, you know what? They fixed all of their uh, 6.30 Ched uh, promos, eh? They, they, heard, they heard our advice. It's like they, they, Ryan Nugent Hopkins no longer sounds like he's asleep. Zach Cassian no longer has a weird gap between 6.30 and Ched. Like, I was listening to it, and I was like, yes. 
<laughs> so, so it's all taken care of now. All, all the avenues are covered now. Zach Cassian's going to score 30 goals. I'm going to knock didn't on wood. He, Everyone knock on wood. Believe in Zach. Didn't you tell Zach me once? You? Didn't you tell me once that you were listening to it and like it was right after Milan Lucic got traded and then they played yeah. what? Like they they were like, okay, like Milan Lucci traded for James Neal. We'll be right back after this. And it's like, this is Milan Lucci. It's like, I want to go back and find that clip and also the clip where uh, Jason Greger calls Dave Staples like the worst uh, evaluator of hockey talent in media. (laughs) Because I think I can find, I think I can find both of those. We got to clip that shit. It's gonna be good. Did we talk about how I might have just texted it to you? How like. At the end of the last preseason game, when they were talking about this game, Jack Michaels said, uh, he was like, and join us Wednesday here on 630 Chad when the Vancouver Canucks come home to roost. Oh, God. Did we talk about that? Oh, God. How <laughs> he actually said that? My God. That's... I was... It was so crazy. Where does where do these where do these things come from? It's like every, I don't know. Is, like every that makes... is every like anglophone hockey commentator like just slightly deranged from like exposure to some kind of like ice making chemical in the rink or something? Like, is there an environmental factor to this stupidity? Is it cultural? Like, is it genetic? Like that makes no sense, right? Like I'm not missing... come home to roost. No, it's like people use that shit all the time. Like, uh, I mean, if I actually started to log all the incongruities of like everything that an Oilers commentator said, like Gazzola did it. I actually just learned for the first time that Gazzola's got like his own post game show with some guy. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I never really listened much to the post game shows other than, you know, the main one, obviously. Yeah. But there like is another one with, with the Gazzola on it, which like Tom Gazzola, do you figure like Tom Gazzola is like some sort of Benjamin Button type figure? Like who just seems super super young and he's only going to get younger as time goes on like it's weird to see tom gazzola get more confidence as like a broadcaster (laughs) (laughs) don't you think have you noticed that he's got a lot of confidence now um well i think like the media landscape has kind of really like it it um embraces kind of those fringe guys like tom gazzola not fringe in the, the fact that their opinions are fringy but just kind of like they never seem to really establish, establish themselves in the mainstream medium mm, mm. or mainstream yeah, media. Well, cause, so cause now they're kind of like, yeah. oh, this is fine. Like, I'll just be here. Like, perfect. And then you're just kind of like. <laughs> Funny, because isn't, uh, isn't sports journalism, like, for, like, most people or for a lot of people, like a stepping stone? Isn't it, like, the, like, minor leagues of, like, journalism? Like, mm, didn't Dan Tensor join the, like, evening news after doing uh, Oilers Now for all those years? Like really? don't don't I think sports broadcasters I think it's like sports and like entertainment is like the low skill work in like news media, hmm. and then if you're good enough at that or you're a good enough writer or whatever, or whatever, then then you become like a real journalist. I think like we we should ask a journalist person because I'm, I'm I mean obviously there's definitely like passionate entertainment writers and passionate sports writers too who like that is their thing and like they just embrace it. But I think for like a Gazzola. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Gazzola dreams of being, like, the anchor on fucking Global News Edmonton or whatever the fuck. Oh, my god! Or, like, the weatherman. The I good, don't know. The weatherman transition. I always thought... A good weatherman is a special, special breed. I always thought sports was, like, pretty prime. Like, maybe, I figured... Maybe in, like, a big hockey market it is, or a big sports market it might be. 
like in my mind, you really have to be good at what you do to be a sports journalist. Like if I was well, hold ever on, good, hold on, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard you say. No, in you have no, to be it, good to be a sports journalist. Have you listened in to my mind covering the Oilers? No, no, no. But in my mind, like I would think, like oh, if I mind. wanted to be a sports journal journalist, I would. The world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if, <laughs> I, I, if I was, if I wanted to be a sports journalist, I would be, I'd be reaching for the top two, bro. In my, in my mind, that you should be. Like I would, I would expect to be. Um, having to like really be good and like kind of, I don't know. I would just, I would think that you would have to be really, really polished and really good at what you do and able to really, uh, you know, tell a story as opposed to just kind of cover a story. Like you'd be telling more than just the facts because of all the inherent drama in sports. But apparently that's not the case. You just have to be kind of, like willing to shit on everything, Will, willing willing to be the negative fucking, like the the guy in the back of the room being like, no point trying, no point believing, life's just shit. We're all going straight into this dirt. We're all dirt. It's just like, dude, like what the fuck? Like, calm down. Yeah, season wrecker. You're a fucking. What about marks? What about anything? No, no other. Again, I'll repeat it. No other beat writer for any other team is pulling that shit. Yeah. Anything else from the game last night? Uh, we went over how uh, my Dallas Eakins dream already, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, anything else from the game? Anything else he's, from the game? He's coaching tonight, too. Oh, God. Who are they yeah, playing? I think they're playing... Um, Arizona, maybe? It's the late game. I think it's Anaheim, Arizona. Anaheim, Arizona. Well, that's that's a late game for sure. I guarantee you, less than one percent of the Eastern media types are like being awake to watch that shit. I might watch some of it. I'm gonna be awake. Doesn't it feel like the the Coyotes like still? Co- it's almost as though like Tippett's still coaching there or something. Like they still they still, they never stop playing that that Tippett style. Am I right? <laughs> Isn't that kind of was- weird? Like, are there any other teams that have like? the ghostly spirit slash like you know whatever uh, of like the ghost the, the ghost of the previous coach ghost coach arizona is definitely the most the most ghostly team in the nhl oh they're they, they're like but it's like crazy because like we basically have a coach that's so good he's coaching two fucking teams right now it's just one of them he, he did it for so long they were just like yeah you're the best we'll just play like this forever thank you sir <laughs> he's their ghost coach and he would have been the coach in Seattle, but we snagged him. Really? I'm feeling pretty good about that. I was really unconvinced. Well, he was like an, adv- Is that hired true? As an advisor. Well, he was hired as an advisor. Oh. You'd assume he would have been in the running for that shit. Wow. Um, at least I would have assumed. I wonder yeah. if he's kind of pissed that that didn't pan out. Uh, although, I guess... No, like, I think you... he's fucking stoked to be playing dry saddle 27 minutes a game, man. Like, yeah, I mean, if you're coaching That's not the crazy thing. Like, okay, okay let, me, let, me, let me posit something to you right now. You ready for this? Uh, this, is, uh. this is deep. Put on okay. your thinking cap, Okay. So we okay. talked about Tippett maybe unlocking a lot of our players, right? Okay. Mm. What if the inverse is also true or the reverse where the players themselves, since he's never had such good players to coach before, even though he's been an amazing coach up to this point, it's going to unlock the coaching talents of Dave Tippett. Yeah. And Dave Tippett is going to take this whole step forward and then it'll become this like this back and forth thing where like he's getting better as a coach the players are getting better as a team and it goes back and forth. Like 
like I don't know. He's never had a dry sidle. He's never even had. He's never even had a dry sidle. Now he has a McDavid and a dry sidle. He's never even had a Nuge. I don't think he's a, has he had a Nuge. I don't think he's had a Nuge, man. I don't he's think so. No Nuge. And now he has Nuge, dry sidle, and fucking hockey Jesus. Like, yeah. He's got Jesus, John the Baptist, and like the King of England or something. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. After last night's game, like, um, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. I know it's early. But I was just, um, I'm feeling pretty good. I saw a lot that I really liked. And I started thinking, like, like I've been pretty negative, too, this whole time. But of course I am. Like, I've, I've been here the entire time, right? I've seen it all. And I've been, like, all over it from day one. Like, I've been, I'm completely invested through birth into this yeah. team. Oh, me too. Birth, but- marriage. Yeah, but you we know, have you've like taken mind-altering substances and bonded with the Edmonton Oilers via the astral plane. Exactly, but and but when you have a player like Connie and Drysetta, like you just know, like deep down, I know it's just a matter of time before it all comes together, and yeah. like you know what I mean, and oh, good oh, things yeah. happen. It's like, true, man. It's like, true. They're like, two fucking crazy good building blocks to be building around. They're both still super young. Well, Connie's going to win the Stanley Cup, right? Like, it's going to happen. Like, in his career. Like, there's, there's not, it's not going to be like, like, these players always win. A and he's going to do it with his own Malkin, who's better than even Malkin. Right? You know? Like, we have, we, have, we, have, we have the better Malkin. It's crazy. Right? Like, how could like, it isn't not it, isn't like, it We just got Malkin locked of... up for like 8.5. I know. And we're going to, man, like, we got to re sign the Nuge. I really want us to re sign Adam Larson for like two. Yeah. Adam Larson, he's got one more year. I don't think he's UFA this year. Anyways, whatever. Doesn't matter. I just uh, think like probably I got I got to go pretty quick. So just any any like okay. final thoughts before we call it? Um, no final thoughts. But we should mention that Handkerchief Dynasty like has Twitter. That's true. And also, I'm gonna I'm just gonna upload this one as fast as I can, and then and then worry about filling in the rest of the preseason content after because uh, I think timeliness is good here. So yeah, the what is the what is the Twitter, sir? I believe it's at Handkerchief Die One. DY1. Yeah, something like that. If you if you if you search handkerchief dynasty podcast, the Twitter comes up. It does? Yeah, it does. That's how I found me? That's how I found the, the, the Twitter feed. If I, I Googled handkerchief dynasty podcast and it came up. Not for me. Maybe it's because you set it I up on, it. Your, yeah, exactly. on your own computer. Yeah. Well, I'm going to Anyways, whatever. And okay, we are going to like like tonight. I'm going to live tweet the game. Yeah, the Flames game, and I think that's yeah. something that we'll do. Like I don't know. Like I work Thursday and Sunday nights. Yeah. So I'll just be at work, kind of doing nothing. So maybe Thursday and Sunday nights. That's something that we could do. Like just to have a Twitter that's sort of something beyond just sitting there. Although it is a really good yeah. Twitter account already, like you're killing it. It's one day old. Oh, we got 151 followers. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna cut this one and get it up in like the next hour. Cool, cool, dude. All right. Well, thanks for talking. I'm glad we have got this in. Uh, glad we fucking won the first game of the season. Feeling really Huge. good right now. Looking forward to like not only non-depression for a couple of days, but uh, actual uh, <laughs> happiness as well. It's a nice mixture. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. All right, peace, bro. I'll see ya.